Good morning. Greet you all in the, the name of the Lord Jesus, the one in whose name we gather. I uh, appreciated the things that have been shared here today. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that the message that I would share, that I was preparing as I was preparing, I didn't think there was any real connection to the Sunday school lesson and all that. And uh, turns out that it's a lot more connected than I anticipated. And then the children's lesson as well. So I hope to interweave that uh, just a bit or or bring a few of those thoughts in as I go through the message today. Uh, some of the concepts that were shared here in children's class and also uh, alluded to in the Sunday school lesson. <clears throat> Perhaps we could uh, just uh, take a moment and pray and uh, seek God's blessing. Shall we do that? Father, thank you. Thank you this morning for this assembly, for all that are here. Ask again that and invite your presence to be here with us, to bless us, to pour out your spirit upon us and meet our needs here today. Father, thank you. Thank you for your promise that where two or three are gathered there, you are in the midst and Thank you for your promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for your promise that your word will not return void. Father, today we ask that the things that are spoken here, that they would be truth, first of all, and that uh, you would be able to use it to uh, bless, uh, minister to, encourage your people. Ask a blessing today on anyone who would have had a desire to be here but are not able, whether it be sickness or whatever that reason might be, that uh, your spirit and word could minister to and comfort and bless them as well. Thank you, Father, that uh, we have freedom in our country to gather this way. Uh, Today, many... In many places we'll gather, some perhaps in truth, some probably in pretense. The word will be preached in many various levels of depth and truth and so forth. And we pray that you, who are sovereign and rule over all, would again uh, touch people, people's lives, draw them to yourself, show yourself to uh to the searching heart and Father, uh, may uh, may you continue to build your church, your kingdom in these uh, this in this day and in this time. So, Father, again, be be our Father, be our guide. Bless this hour as we open the Scriptures, uh, give uh, clarity of thought, and help me to convey the things that uh, uh, I've been pondering. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, for this, uh, for the message today, you can uh, turn to the book of Luke, chapter 10. I've, uh, in some ways, I'm leaving behind at least the uh, Luke chapter 6, where we uh, were at the last few messages that I've shared, uh, leaving behind that particular text. But uh, not necessarily leaving behind the, the concept that we were focusing on a bit, in that of uh, as particularly the concept of, of, of the New Testament, I'm going to say blessing, you know, blessed, uh, blessed are ye when men shall persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, you know, just that idea of uh, we, we kind of... Uh, Took that or kept that focus of the of the New Testament blessing in the last several messages, uh, based largely out of Luke six. Today, while we are going to different scriptures, that that concept of uh, the blessed life uh, will be found in this one as well. <clears throat> And so we're going to read this morning Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 25. And I wonder if we could read, we're going to read through verse 37. I wonder if we could read it responsively. I haven't done that in quite a while, uh, but I think we can do it. That's where I read a verse and then you as a, as a audience read a verse and we keep going down through that way. So, uh, uh, as we do that, just be mindful of the uh, uh, quotations in the, in the verses where breaks come and commas and all those kind of things. Try to break together and so on. So, I'm going to begin in uh, Luke 10, verse 25. I'll let you all read 26, I'll take 27, and we'll go on down through. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And but but he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own donkey, and 
And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do likewise. End of reading. Thank you. Maybe we'll just page ahead and uh, pick up another scripture here. Uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. And I'll just read that. Jesus says these words, Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Notice the uh, verse 14, it says, and thou shalt be blessed. We haven't, we haven't uh, left the concept of a New Testament blessing behind. We're uh, continuing to focus on that. These these two scriptures that we've we've read, uh, they have they have a common message in them. I, I suspect that most of you have uh, been able to detect that message, notice it. Um, both of these scriptures uh, are a uh, a lesson on reaching out and blessing the lives of those who. Cannot repay you. Uh, that's the uh, general, just a general quick uh, senses of those uh, two scriptures that we looked at. Today's title, I'd like to title the message, The Good Samaritan Principle. Uh, the, the actual uh, reading there talks about the Samaritan and... and uh, and we refer to him as the Good Samaritan, even though it doesn't actually call him a Good Samaritan in the actual uh, scripture wording there. But uh, he is referred to as that, the Good Samaritan, in that he did good. Um, so I'd like to spend a little time uh, talking and discussing and, and considering the, the Good Samaritan principle in life. Uh, and of course, that obviously is reaching out, um, reaching out beyond our comfort zone, perhaps beyond our normal uh, uh, circle of uh, life's activities and, and touching a life. My goal today is not to... Uh, point out this principle as as a principle that we're failing in. It's not to point out failure. 
uh, it's not to make someone feel bad or guilty, but it's rather to point out opportunity and to uh, uh, just, again, put a, you know, put a kingdom principle, kind of bring it up in the forefront of our hearts and, uh, and allow our hearts to aspire to it and uh, reach out uh, for the blessing that is in it. <clears throat> now, in this scripture in... Uh, in Luke, uh, four, uh, yeah, Luke 14, perhaps we should have a little bit of discussion uh, on uh, in the beginning of the message here on verse 12, where uh, Jesus tells the person that bade him that when he makes a dinner or a supper, he's not to call his friends or his brethren or his kinsmen or his rich neighbors and so on. Uh, perhaps we need to have a little discussion about that, lest some of your uh, Ten, uh, eight, nine, ten-year-old children ask you why you invited those friends over. The Bible says you shouldn't do that. <laughs> so is that exactly what Jesus meant? Did he mean that you shouldn't invite those that are close to you? You shouldn't invite uh, your relatives and uh, and those people that you know that uh, about uh, three months down the road they're going to invite uh, you back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyhow, uh, the, uh, the 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 this discourse is given to teach to, to uh, highlight a truth or to even you know how it is sometimes you you put out contrasts in order to uh, to to set off a truth more distinctly. You know how Jesus said uh, that except a man hate father or mother, uh, brother, sister, I forget what it all says there. He cannot be my disciple. Now, does that mean did was Jesus teaching that uh, we should literally hate? <laughs> I despise you. You know, uh, I can't stand you. Uh, is that what he was teaching? Well, we know that is not what he was teaching. He was, again, drawing a contrast and, and showing us that, uh, in, and he was setting, he was putting, uh, he was putting, uh, I'm gonna say truth, kingdom truth, New Testament, uh, truth in its, uh, right perspective. In other words, uh, in, in New Testament reality, he, must be number one, is what he was teaching there when he talked about hating father and mother. Uh, you cannot have anyone over top of him. And therefore, he was contrasting it and, and helping us to understand that. Uh, other scriptures would teach us uh, that we need to love our uh, uh, friends, relatives, and so on. Uh, and so we have the same thing happening here. A, a contrast uh, being made in order to highlight a truth, a kingdom truth that uh, and that's what we don't want to uh, that's what we want to focus on today. Uh, that's this truth that Jesus is highlighting here. And basically what he is saying here, you know, uh, when it comes in, in this scripture here in Luke uh, 14, when he talks about uh, who to, who to bid to a feast. Uh, basically what he is saying, when it comes to eternal 
eternal value. Notice he says here in verse 14, he says, Thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed in the resurrection of the just. Uh, He's basically telling us and showing us that when it comes to eternal value, ministering to those who have no way of paying you back fits in a different category than ministering to those who are going to return the favor. And so there's there's a and and that could be that truth. And that's what we like to try to do today. We'd like to try, try to open that truth up because that truth goes into all of life, basically, you know, uh, to be careful, I'm not sure how much to jump ahead in my thoughts here, but it kind of fits. You know, in all of life, um, there's 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 the, the the what I'm going to call the comfort zone of where we live, and the, and and those uh, friends and relatives and acquaintances and church families and everyone that lives are, that we, we we live around, and there's that that comfort zone of exchange and and friendship and 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 it's all it's it's all part of it's all part of life uh it's uh it's a it's a reality that uh, is a blessing really and maybe we'll just draw a little pie graph to illustrate some of that And so uh, we could put we could put uh, take our life and put various different things in here. Uh, the Good Samaritan Principle. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Um, maybe we could even uh, call one of these. Uh, Friends, relatives, uh, is too small for you to see back there, spelled wrong anyway. Uh, but anyway, you get the idea. Uh, so, uh, when it comes to uh, the... Uh, when it comes to life and living life, and uh, there's there's lots of things that, lots of friendships, lots of interactions, lots of things that uh, are very much a part of everyday life, and we enjoy them, uh, and they're they're good. They're not uh, they're not a wrong thing. Uh, no, we we don't look at a scripture like this and say, hey, well that's that's. Uh, uh, it's not a good thing to have friends over for lunch. Uh, it's not a good thing to have neighbors over. That, that's not the point. Um, remember last Sunday, uh, Brother Mark Brubaker made a comment, and I forget exactly how he said it, but something about have a friend uh, or, or make a friend. I don't know how he said it. But uh, so that that could be one of the, the little pie uh, uh, pieces of pie in the puzzle. Uh, but anyhow, um, what we like to what we like to highlight today and talk about a bit is that that uh, Good Samaritan principle and how it 
we're going to take it apart a bit. We're going to take it apart and look at it. We're going to kind of uh, put it in a little uh, graph to help our minds uh, process it and understand it. But the reality is that it should be woven throughout life, throughout every uh, every uh, every other uh, piece of the pie, if we can say it that way. And what Jesus was highlighting in this uh, scripture is that there is a blessing in blessing the lives of the less privileged. I'll say it that way. There is a blessing in blessing the lives of the less privileged. And uh, we'll try to talk about uh, some of that a bit more. I'm going back to Luke 12, or Luke 10 rather. So we have here in Luke 10, we have the the account of the Good Samaritan that we read together. Uh, we have, or yeah, the account of the thief, the gentleman who fell among the thieves was wounded, was left half dead. And uh, we have... Uh, we have two individuals, or, or, or let's say, let's say this first of all. This this man uh, left half dead. He, uh, he there was a, he had, he had needs, didn't he? <laughs> he had needs. He and they they were obvious needs, I believe. He probably had some blood running down over him somewhere. Uh, he was uh, he was probably laying there, kind of haphazardly. It looked like he would have been thrown there, perhaps. Uh, Probably wasn't the most pleasant sight to see, uh, and his, at least to some measure, his needs were obvious. In fact, it it says that he poured, uh, uh, he bound up his wounds and poured in oil. So he he obviously had some. Uh, he looked uh, he looked a mess a bit. And we have two, well, we have a total of three individuals come by, and uh, the first. The first, uh, first ones didn't even pay attention. Uh, but maybe we could ask ourselves the question, you know, uh, what are some of the needs that we might encounter in life? Uh, maybe they're not always quite so glaring as this one, uh, this one that Jesus used in this illustration. Uh, and I suppose if we came upon something similar to this, we'd probably call 911, uh, which would be the right thing to do, I suppose. Um, uh, but, uh, let's think a bit further than that. You know, life, we are all surrounded or yeah, in life's journey, we, we encounter different people. We encounter different situations. Uh, we encounter different opportunities. uh, If we'll, if we notice those opportunities, uh, but what, Maybe we could put a little thought to what are some of the uh, what are some of the needs that we might encounter in in life as we meet with as we meet people as we bump into uh, people in everyday living. What are some of the needs? Can we name a few? Do you have a few ideas? They need Jesus. They're lost. We, uh, we we encounter a lot of people who don't know the Lord Jesus and have not uh, experienced uh, forgiveness of sins. Are there other? That's the one overarching need. Are there other needs that uh, people 
might have. Some need a listening ear. That's right. Uh, some some uh, just need someone who will take the time to listen. Other ideas. Hung, hungry, hungry or homeless. That's right. Some uh, some uh, don't know where their next meal might come from, and might not have a home, might not have shelter from the elements. Others. They need a smile. Broken homes. Yes, yes, a big one. Uh, Broken relationships. Other ideas. One of them I thought of is lonely. A lot of lonely people in our world, in in our connected world. We have a lot of lonely people. <clears throat> Maybe some people are overwhelmed with uh, whatever. You know, life's... Maybe life has meted out difficult circumstances and they're overwhelmed and not, not uh, having difficulty processing and, and so on. Those might be some of the types of need that uh, we might encounter. And then... Uh, Maybe the question we could ask then is, uh, do we notice? Do we notice those needs? Uh, the, uh, these gentlemen who were uh, passing, passed by the, the wounded man here, they, they noticed. It was hard not to notice, obviously. It was, uh, he was in, apparently laying there in fairly plain sight, and and uh, you could hardly miss it. So they noticed it, and I guess the question that we could ask ourselves is, uh, do we notice? You know, it's some of the things that we encounter today uh, might not be as noticeable, uh, and especially, uh, you know. Needs, you know, many of the needs that we talked about, though not totally, some of them are more, you know, like the need of loneliness. You know, they can be hard to see. You know, somebody can be in a broken relationship, could have just went through a divorce or somebody's, uh, some children, uh, their parents just went through a divorce and, and, and they're just in turmoil. And we don't, we, we can't necessarily just look at them and see what's going on. You know, you can't just look at them and say, oh, that's what's happening. Uh, it's more of a discerning eye and realizing that something's wrong with the, the uh, demeanor of that child and, and uh, what's the problem. And you start to dig and you find out what's happening. Uh, in this uh, particular case in the scriptures, it was a very obvious, uh, he was injured, he was beat, he was, uh, he was, uh, he was dying. Um, in our world... Things have changed a bit, even though it doesn't change our responsibility, but it has changed a bit in years gone by. And I, I can, uh, I still remember it just a little bit in years gone by where there would be those who, um, they called them tramps. And I don't, I was trying to think of a better word, more respectful word, but 
they would walk the streets. They would walk from community to community, from farm to farm, uh, sometimes asking to sleep in the farmer's uh, haymow or having a little bag with them to sell, try and sell a, a, a housewife a kitchen knife or something or, or something to make a few pennies to uh, buy their next bread. And often they were hungry and, and you would feed them. I actually remember one in our early days of marriage come by our farm there and we, we gave him lunch and he sat out under the tree and ate his lunch. Uh, I only remember it one time. That that whole thing has kind of moved off the scene and probably because of the the more uh the general move towards social social socialism in our country and its approach to handling those kind of things through welfare systems and all that. Uh but the so that that opportunity is not as apparent around us as it would have been at one time. Uh, so we maybe have to look a little bit more. We maybe have to look a little bit past the, the uh, visible and to find and to notice the needs uh, in those that we interact with. <clears throat> and then the second uh, question, if we notice the second question then that we could ask, the next question we could ask is, do we care? Do we care? The uh, two of these gentlemen obviously didn't care, at least didn't care enough to do something about it. Uh, there could be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know discussion on why they did what they did. You know, a, a priest. Uh, they say the the Jews didn't have any dealings with the Samaritans and all those things. You know, and those things are true. But Jesus brought it back to the to the core values and, and challenged that that young man uh, on on uh, going beyond all his cultural concepts and reaching into the life of a hurting man. Uh, so do we care? And you know the two kind of go hand in hand to notice and to care. Uh, you know it's it's actually a lot easier to notice if we care. If we have a heart that cares, we will notice much more quickly than if we have a heart that really doesn't care. You know, we're life is about us, perhaps, and we have our things going, and we have our schedules to meet, and and uh, life is full, and and we can kind of just live in a my world and not really care about the needs and and uh, the hurting people around us and so on two of these men missed the blessing because they didn't care enough to do something about the situation the third man got a blessing because he cared You know, the principle, the Good Samaritan principle, we, we drew it up here in the board just to kind of uh, put it in a little, a little segment of life. Because we know that life, uh, like we, uh, you know, 
life contains many ingredients, many, uh, you know, we have, uh, some of us, uh, we have jobs. Uh, some of you are, are mothers, and some of you teach your children at, at home, and, and there's just so many, many things that are part of life. But the, the, uh, the, the challenge or the, the concept that I'd like to, to, uh, bring fresh to our hearts is simply the fact of having having that uh, principle of uh, the Good Samaritan principle woven through life. Uh, we, you know, we separate it today in order to examine it a bit and to recognize it as a part of many other parts of life. But the reality is that it it's, it's a principle that we want woven through life, through our... Through our uh, uh, woven in our hearts and in our lives that as we go through life's day-to-day circumstances, there's opportunities that come and that we will notice them and take advantage or yeah, take advantage. Is that the word? Uh, we will uh, seize the opportunity and bless someone's life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that all of those opportunities are, uh, you know, outside there somewhere. Uh, Galatians 6 verse 9 and 10 says this, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now there, it talks about... uh, Doing good to all, and and it highlights actually those who are of the household of faith. Now, I I uh, I want to uh, in the focus of the message pull us beyond the household of faith a bit, uh, because I think that is probably where we need more encouragement than we do in the household of faith uh, to to look for opportunities and to recognize opportunities. But at the same time, it's you know, it's a it's a principle that applies in all of life. Uh, there are opportunities sitting perhaps right beside you. You know, uh, there might be a a lonely person, there might be a hurting person sitting right beside you in church some Sunday morning. <clears throat> Those things can happen. So we talked about it a little bit. We all have. Um, We have what I call, what I'm going to call our comfort zone, which is what Jesus was identifying a bit there when he, he talked about inviting the, our relatives and our kin and, and those who are close to us and our neighbors and all those kind of things. Uh, that's kind of our comfort zone. It's, it's, uh, it's a place where, where we love and we are loved. It's, it's a mutual relationship. It's a place where we are a friend and we are friends, you know. It's a place where we are, we invite and we are invited. It's a place where we appreciate and we are appreciated. And those, you know, that's, that's part of the pie. You know, that's part of life. It's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, something to despise. In fact, it's something to appreciate. But if that's all we have in life, if we have uh, 
uh, if that's what life consists of, just within the comfort zone, just within the circle of, of loving where I'm loved and appreciating where I'm appreciating and giving where it's given to me. And, and if that's the circle where we live, we're missing something. And that's what I want to encourage us at today. In today, we're missing something. There's a blessing that the Lord would have for us if we can uh, uh, recognize it and step beyond the place of uh, focusing or living and loving where we are loved and appreciated. But to rather see and uh, endeavor to uh, interweave the uh, Good Samaritan principle into our lives, to step outside of our comfort zones, and to love even if love is not returned. To extend friendship even if that friendship might not be appreciated or, uh, uh, or might not be returned. Or might just be a passing moment. You know, you meet someone once in life and you can extend uh, friendship. And, uh, and there's a, a host of ways of doing that. Hebrews 12 Excuse me, Hebrews 13, verse 2 says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And the idea there is to extend friendship. And, uh, and again, and it's, it's, uh, I'm not exactly sure of the biblical context in that time, but I know things were a bit different, you know, People sometimes in a journey would would actually stop in, in a village and the people of the village would welcome them in for the night and give them a place to sleep. And, and uh, those things are kind of taken away from us, too, in many ways. Uh, we have motels on every corner, you know. But uh, anyhow, be not forgetful. It's a principle to entertain strangers, to reach out and to bless the life of someone who you might not know. Or who might, like Jesus said there in, in uh, Luke 14, who might uh, be underprivileged, less privileged, lame. He called them the lame and the, the halt and the maimed and all those kind of things. Uh, to reach out into their lives and to bless them. Um, so giving when there is no prospect of return. You know, giving love, giving friendship, giving care, giving... Uh, uh, input, uh, kindness, uh, giving food, giving a listening ear, giving, you know, it's just a host of things when there might be no prospect of return, you know, no, no uh, visible benefit coming back to you other than uh, that which the Lord blesses you for. I like to, just to kind of wrap up our thoughts, go to Isaiah 58. And to again recognize or yeah, highlight the blessing a bit in, in what God 
has this say when we when we uh, have this principle in our lives in in uh, reaching out. Isaiah 58 is talking about fasting, and uh, and God kind of lays out what they were doing in fasting, what Israel was doing, and he. he Challenges them. Is is that really the fast that I that is that counts? Is maybe I can put it in my own words. God is saying, is that really the fast that counts? In verse five, He says this: Is it such a fast that I have chosen? Is this the kind of fast that really counts? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow his head as a bull rush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Is it will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Uh, God is challenging the people. Is this is that really really the bottom uh, motivation? The the the, uh, the best uh, motivation to fast. Uh, then he goes on, verse six: Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burden, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Now there we have a totally different picture. Now we're dealing with things in our hearts and in our lives. We're, we're not just putting on sackcloth and sitting and bowing our heads. We're actually facing issues in our heart and in our lives. And we're letting those who we're holding offenses again, we're releasing those offenses. We're forgiving those who offended us and all those kind of things are taking place here. But that's not what we're really focusing on this morning. Verse 7, he says, Is, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, and when thou see the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. And there we have that very, you know, that principle, that of of seeing the need and doing something about it, having our hearts open to the to the potential needs and uh, that people around us that we encounter, and being there and available and able to bless. Those individuals in whatever way uh, possible. And then he goes on and uh, puts quite a promise to it. He says, uh, then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall spring forth speedily. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Thou shalt call and the Lord shall answer thee. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity. If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters Fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, and thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. And I'm going to stop reading there, but amazing promises there of uh, blessings that will follow the individual who will reach out beyond uh, the normal everyday comfort zone and 
find, uh, see a need, and engage in meeting that need. Um, and like I said, it's it's. I think it's probably a little different in our in our world today. Um, in uh, even in, yeah, in in years gone by in this country, the the some of the needs would have been more apparent. Um, today, it's a lot of the poverty needs are cushioned in on the uh, on the welfare system, and. Uh, it's not put right in front of us. We don't walk by him in the city streets and see him uh, sitting there begging. We don't. We rarely see those kind of things. Not, you know, it's there, but it's not to the extent it would have been at one time. And so we're left to uh, to be a little more observant and to um, consider a bit deeper, you know, and to. Uh, sometimes we need to engage people in discussion a bit just to, to, to actually find out what the needs are. Uh, and in some cases, people are quick to share what's going on in their lives and so on. But nonetheless, my encouragement to us today is to, uh, uh, to recognize, uh, to recognize that the Lord calls us to, uh, to that principle, the Good Samaritan principle, that of reaching out, touching uh, the lives of those around us, uh, going beyond what is normal and comfortable for us, and to recognize that there is a blessing in it. Um, and if not in this life, if you don't feel any blessing in this life, you do have the promise that in uh, the life to come, like he's, uh, Jesus said there in Luke 14, that... Uh, they cannot recompense thee, but you will be recompensed in the resurrection of the just. Uh, praise God. Those things won't be forgotten. So I leave us that, again, like I said in the beginning, not as a, uh, not as a, a rebuke, not as a criticism, but as an encouragement, as a, as a uh, uh, wanting to encourage us to aspire to the blessing and uh, seize the opportunity. So, if we're able, let's kneel together and we'll close with prayer. Father, we come again in Jesus' name at the close of this hour together. Thank you. Thank you for the scriptures and the various uh, truths that are presented to us. Give us understanding hearts and Lord, uh, help us to seize the opportunities that life brings our way. And Lord, the, the opportunities are varied in many. And Father, again, uh, just uh, pray go before us as we, each one of us, and uh, bless us with a sensitive heart and with uh, a caring heart and with opportunities to uh, reach out and bless the life of another. Thank you for each one present here this morning. Ask a blessing 
on each one. May, uh, may, may there have been something to encourage each heart in the way of truth. Father, thank you again for this assembly and the freedom to gather this way. Bless us as we go forth from this place. Keep us in your care, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Maybe just a further comment before I sit down that I thought about. I mentioned about trying to interweave some of the other uh, things, and I didn't quite accomplish that the way I wanted to. But I was thinking about all those different varied sizes of balls that we had up here and footballs and basketballs and tennis balls. And, and you know, as people, we are as varied as those balls are. And, uh, and uh, that's a blessing because uh, you will notice an opportunity that I won't notice. Uh, I might notice something that you won't notice uh, in life. And that's the way it ought to be. Um, there's something for all of us. There's opportunity for all of us. And, and, and we are diverse and we are intended to be diverse. Uh, never look on and uh, get caught in the, in the rut of, uh, well, I can't do it as well as someone else can or I, I'm not gifted like that person is. Um, just, just put that all aside and uh, seize the opportunities that God brings your way and seize them your way with your giftings, with your uh, uh, personality and so forth. So, amen. <clears throat>